everybody. Happy Monday. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHMX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey on his, what cup of coffee I know, it's is a that? lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's my second since I've been here, and there's at least two or three at home. Oi. So. Um, we got Jacob Buzzing. behind the Mac today. Sean's in Buffalo, Buffalo for a couple days. He went to that lacrosse thing. He did. Won. Yeah, they did. So, so maybe that. Sean will bring back maybe the good vibes. Do they have a parade for the, I, I don't know. For the lacrosse? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, a lot happened over the weekend. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman and Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly addressed the media in their you know, annual pre-Stanley yep. Cup final press conference. So we're going to dive into all of the comments, um, mostly the ones relevant to the Coyotes. And there were a lot. There were a lot. Um, so we'll get into all of that and then some other news and notes. But before we do, um, you know, PD, it's still you and I at the wheel here. Yeah, no. Craig is gallivanting through Europe, and we have an update. So let's go ahead and see what Craig's up to. Leg two of the journey in Heidelberg. No straw this time, a horn instead. Work, work, work. So Craig is drinking out of a horn in Germany, and we are not. on your fourth cup of coffee. And we're not in the office. Yeah, we're so, not. So you know, we're not. Glad to see Craig's doing well. Like we said, he deserves the vacation. Um, but let's dive into the commissioner's press conference. Um, you know, the usual. These are the outdoor game matchups. Here's yep. the logos for everything. Do we do? Do we care? What the logos? Um, I'm gonna like he did like that was like that was a big deal to kick the off logos? the press conference. The logos like aren't they all? But then the, it was funny because one of them the he's like that one shouldn't say 2023. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean whatever. I'm think. sure Sean, Sean might appreciate it. But you know what would, make, would make it more exciting if the Coyotes were in one. Yes, that yeah. would help. Listen, I get that we need to sort out like the actual arena first. So this year, I'm willing to let it yes. slide. But, but that, there's only three fine. or four teams left who've never been in an outdoor game in Arizona. So all well. four that are in the in that stadium series, like it's their like seventh and eighth game. Like, I know. Uncle. You know who else hasn't been to win the Panthers, and they're in the freaking Stanley Cup. Yeah, so. so they'll get one first. Yeah, Columbus. Uh, no. Yep. Anyway, um, but Sorry. so, you know, Gary Bretman, he gives his little state of the union yep. and then he says, OK, I'm opening up for questions. And what's the first question? Wait, why wouldn't it be? Why <laughs> wouldn't it be about Arizona Coyotes and the arena? What's Not the about what a wonderful Stanley Cup. What, what a great revenue year. All of those good yeah. things that are happening with the league. So let's talk about Arizona. Like, really? Like, wait, how but I was, first? I was so ready. Like, I was expecting it. I was like, I this know. is all. Everybody was just scrolling on their phones during the the logo part. Yes. Let's get to Arizona. Let's so, get to Arizona. first question: What's the latest? And this is what Gary Bettman had to say. The Arizona Coyotes are going to explore what their other options are in the greater Phoenix area. And uh, we're going to monitor that closely. Our hope is that uh, one of the options that are being explored and considered will come to fruition. So pretty much the same quote we Thanks, got Craig. last Friday when Craig did some work on his vacation and reached out for comment after the Bucigras tweet. They're exploring options, yes. hoping it comes to fruition, kind of vague kind of run-of-the-mill what we've been hearing yeah and, and again it's just the reassurance that after we had the 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 i don't want to go what do we call those tweets that were in front of you had a good word for those tweets of they, or, the, or, i don't know what they were but they were just we didn't understand what the hell he was talking yeah. about so they were very vague on what the story was here but it's just good to get some reassurance from the commissioner we've said this before the commissioner wants a team in arizona period so until there is no avenue forward or no path forward with that as an option, that is top of the list, period. Mm -hmm. So as we all went to bed Friday and we saw those those um, images from Butchergrass and the tweets, we weren't quite sure what they meant. At least we could tell people, cool your jets a little bit. Like everything's fine. Yeah. Deep breath. Don't look for anything over the weekend. Yeah. Um, and hopefully there's good news soon. And, and that's all we've asked for from Javier and the ownership group was let us know, keep yeah. us informed on what's going on. So hopefully now that Craig's on vacation, something will come out soon. Something positive. And that's exactly. and that's the thing. Like, even though it is kind of frustrating to hear the same vague comment, at least it's 
we don't have a path forward and now we're exploring other options. The, the statement continues to be we're exploring options in Arizona. There's definitely a sense of the clock is ticking. And that's something Craig wrote about in his story that, that while the NHL hasn't given a timeline, there's a lot of other factors that are going to put pressure on this team to figure out its next steps. The core players putting pressure, um, the fans putting pressure, yeah. and probably eventually the board of governors. Um, so the sooner they get this figured out, the better. Then the press conference continues on, and you think, wow, there's no Arizona questions anymore. We're done. No, there was more. But um, somebody asked, again, why does the NHL have so much patience with the Coyotes, which honestly is a valid question, one that we see a lot of fans um, of other markets have from the outside looking in. Why is the commissioner and the league so patient with the Coyotes? And Gary Bettman, in my opinion, nailed it, and I will talk about what – specifics of what he said after but here's what Gary Bettman had to say on the league's patience with the Coyotes it's a terrific market there are a lot of sports fans there it's a growing market it's one of the larger markets in North America and I think the club and by implication its fans have been uh, in situations that uh, have been unfortunate and Maybe they've been a little bit of victim of circumstance. And so if we can make something work, we're at the stage now where the league ownership, our teams are strong. We're, we're, not, we're in a better position to resist moving than maybe we were 20 or 30 years ago. And we want to make sure we explore all options at this stage of where we are before we would consider having to relocate a club. And I'm hopeful we won't have to. So, a couple things. Victims of circumstance. Like, when Gary Bettman said that and, and acknowledged the unlucky situations that this team and fan base have been a part of, it, it just felt really validating to hear from the commissioner because I think people, again, from the outside looking in, they say, well, the market has already shown that they don't want this team, move them, blah, blah, blah. But there's so many factors that have caused luck to not go in the right way and for him to say those words like and listen I don't I don't like you know to play the victim card or like have victim mentality but the truth is there's so many things that have been out of our control that has been really frustrating so it was validating for him what bothered me about this argument all along is oh they they don't want a team they don't deserve a team there's not a fan base for a team but first of all that's not true yeah and you can go back to when this team was successful in making playoff appearances. And when you go back to downtown at America West Arena when they shared it with the Suns, and that building was full. It was an exciting team in the first several years here, and they perennially made the playoffs. And I think that helps. You need to win. Then they made the mistake of the franchise in moving to Glendale. I'm sorry we've talked about this and beat this drum to death, so I won't go into all the specifics, but moving to Glendale is where this thing started to take a backslide. But even in Glendale, when you go to 2012 and this team was a playoff team and winning, uh, it was full. Yeah. And the fans were there. The problems all came moving to Glendale. The wrong They've had the wrong ownership in the wrong building at the wrong time over and over and over again. And that's what he's talking about with circumstance. They need the right owner in the right location, in the right building at the right time, especially when this team is getting ready to win. And I believe that all of those things are going to happen simultaneously and they're going to happen right when this team is ready to win. They're going to get a building and they've got an owner that's committed to spending money and staying in Arizona. All of the things that haven't worked in the past 25 years are going to finally work now. So it's great to hear from the commissioner that, hey, deep breath. Like, we're okay here in Arizona. We're not going. We're not moving. We're staying in Arizona. So it was great to hear that validation from from the commissioner. And to use the word hopeful and that, you know, like people were asking about exp- relocation or whatever. And he said, we're hopeful that we don't have to. And he yeah. didn't say, you know, we're, we're, you know, we could, if this doesn't work out, yeah. like that would have been different. Yes. It was all positive. And who knows, like maybe behind closed doors, there's different things. This is all he, Gary Bettman has been in this role for so many years. He's used to speaking with the media and maybe putting a spin on things. But for me, I took it, I took it as a positive. I definitely, like I mentioned before, I stood, there's definitely that invisible, clock ticking um behind this all and i think we all understand that i don't think we're naive to not see that but the fact that he he remains hopeful here and to me this just means he's still committed 
Um, and I know that's hard for people outside of Arizona to yeah. think. They all say that, you know, they, they shit on Gary Bettman for this. But if this does end up working out, then I everyone will be proven wrong. If the right thing happens, yes. they will be proven wrong. And and this, like he said, this is a top five market in the country. Yep. You know, we, we've seen the success of other sports teams here when they have the right combination of ownership building and success on the field, the court, whatever. And that's every sport here in Arizona. Exactly. Yeah, from football to basketball, to, if they don't win, they don't get fans. It's just the reality of sports. So once all of these things come together, you got to put them in a building where people can access it, which they haven't had. You got to have a winning product on the ice. And unfortunately, they haven't had that for a few years. And put all that together, the best news was it wasn't, well, we're looking for new ownership groups or we're looking for alternatives or we're looking to relocate. None of those things mm -hmm. were there. It's we are going to try to make this work in Arizona, period. And we've if you've followed Gary Bettman for the last 20 years, this is his mantra. They, they do not want to leave this market. And I believe as long as he is commissioner, he will be committed to putting a team and leaving a team in the state of Arizona. I, I, I really believe that. To your point, though, Leah, at some point, you're right. If, if something doesn't come to fruition in the near, very near future, you're right. There may be the possibility of this team relocating. But for right now, today, June 2023, this team's not going anywhere. And I think hopefully that statement by Barry, Gary Bettman help people in, you know, whether it's, it's Salt Lake, Houston, um, Quebec City, hopefully they go, okay, maybe we can start thinking of expansion now, but I don't think we're getting the Coyotes right now. Yeah. Um, and the follow-up to the the guy who asked the, this first question that gave that answer that we just watched, um, followed up and talking about the the Quebec ramparts, which congrats to Quebec for winning yeah. the Memorial Cup um, and how, you know, they, they sell tickets and basically just kind of advocating for for Quebec. And, and they had asked the commissioner about expansion and whether there are any plans to expand. And this is what he had to say. I haven't prejudged any market if we're going to add teams or relocate teams. I'm more focused on where we are. And in the case of the Coyotes, going back to your first question, if we can make it work there and solve their building issue, then we should do that. Yeah, so. It's funny, though, but the, the way that question was framed, well, we're selling a lot of tickets to our junior team. <laughs> no, great. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're supporting yeah. your local team. I don't understand how that translates into what can happen in the National yeah. Hockey League. There, there's so many things that need to happen for a National Hockey League team to be viable in a market. Um, and I'm not sure... I, I believe if you put tickets up for sale in Quebec City like you did in Winnipeg, I believe they would sell some tickets. But there is no question in my yeah. mind. But you could do the same thing in Hamilton. You don't think Hamilton would sell out tomorrow? Yeah. So just relax. Let us do our team first and let us get settled here. Let us get a new building and then we'll start pumping the drum and, and beating the drum for the Quebec team. Yeah. So lots of discussion about expansion, obviously with Vegas being one of the teams in the Stanley Cup final, um, talking about the success of the, the of Vegas and Seattle. And he talked about, you know, how, how good it's been for the growth of the league. But, you know, as he said there, the expansion is just not the top of their priority right. list. Um, they were also asked about Salt Lake City. We've been talking about Salt Lake City since the night of the vote. Um, that one's been out there. And Bill Daly did confirm that the league did speak to Ryan Smith, um, who's the owner of the Utah Jazz, and that Ryan Smith did say that he's interested in bringing the NHL to Salt Lake City, which that could just mean he's interested in bringing the NHL to Salt Lake right. City. It can be an expansion. It's not, I want to take the Coyotes and move them to Salt Lake City. And I think what it's important to remember in terms of expansion versus relocation, and we've kind of beat this drum again and again, but relocation doesn't get you the same money that expansion does. Right. And the expansion fee is going up and up and up. We're seeing the sale of the Ottawa Senators, yeah. how expensive like that's going. So the value of the a team in this league is at an all-time high. The league stands to benefit so much more from expansion than relocation. Um, and if they're going to you know, eventually bring in Salt Lake City or Houston or whatever, it would probably be through expansion rather than relocation. And I think that's another thing that's hard for people to wrap their heads around. And that's one of the things that we've said about this team moving is you're going to need to have the buy-in from the board of directors and the existing ownership bases across the league. For that to happen, they have to exhaust things here because let's face it, this is a business for those ownership guys and the guys that are, are sitting on that board. They want to make as much money as they possibly can and they make more money with expansion. 
than yep. relocation. So I, I've been sitting here thinking this won't move until the Board of Governors finally go, okay, we need to move this team. They don't want to do that. They want to be in Salt Lake. They want to be in Houston. They, they may want to be in Quebec City, but they want to do it through expansion yeah. so they can make a ton of money. Yeah. So I, I think... Until that push comes from the board, and I don't think we are anywhere close to that kind of a push from the board of directors that they're willing to give up on a top 10 North American market. I just don't think that they are. So until that push comes, then I think the ownership groups go, okay, that's enough. We got to get out of Arizona. Once you start hearing that rumbling from other ownership groups, then I think the days are numbered. We are nowhere close to that right now. Yeah. So just everybody that wears the coyote sweater around town and our the fan base here, deep breath. Everything's okay for, for now. now. <laughs> for now. And we're yeah. going to talk through it every step of the way. Um, it was a great game one. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, game two's tonight. And PD's going to be on PHNX Bets at yeah. noon. So if you stay tuned here on the PHNX Board's YouTube channel, you can hear PD's picks oh. for tonight's game um, on BetMGM. Yes. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet... Do so because every Wednesday and Saturday you log in, they give you a free bet. Got a free bet this Saturday. Yep. It's unbelievable. Um, and they just have the like the best odds on there. And there's so much freaking stuff to bet on on there, like little intricacies and in hockey specifically. Um, so check it out. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use the bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Thank you to Shane for that every time. Um, very helpful. He does that live, by the way, for people who think that that's recorded. Yeah, he just every single every show, show, he every calls show. in what, no matter what he is doing um, to do that. Um, you know, he's always there when we need him. Yes. Just, just like, like Circle K. Circle How about K. that? <laughs> um, Circle K, not only are they literally everywhere. Yes. They have amazing snacks, amazing drinks. And right now it's over 100 degrees. We're into June. It's hot. Go yeah. inside in the air conditioning. Grab yourself a polar, polar pop. pop. Man, it, polar it, it pop. hits different. I'm telling you. It does. Um, and right now. And those cups, they don't the cups, sweat. Yeah, they don't. don't. They don't. And they're, they keep it holder. cold, too. Yeah. And they fit in. The, yeah, they're massive. And they fit in your cup holder. 100%. Amazing. All so of these things are true at Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. You can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. I, Super easy to do. Take out your phones right now and do this. Yes. And you'll three get one, it. Three one zero, and I told you about DJ, the security guard downstairs yes. that oh, showed game. me yes. the game. Yes. And you go to just go to circlek.com, and they have a game right now that you play. It's kind of like Tetris, kind of a game or Candy Crush, and it's all the products that they sell at Circle K, and you can win stuff by just playing for free. It's true. She right. won a, a Polar Pop. All right, there you go. A little insider information. Yep. Head to circlek.com/store-locator to find Circle K's near you. Can I go to, to Michael Rokicki? By the way, that doesn't that look like his shortstop for the like the old time Brooklyn Dodgers? <laughs> yeah, that's Michael Rokicki. That's a great name. But um, but but he said when the when when the Coyotes get a new arena and finally lift the cup, and Gary Bettman is there presenting it to the team, do you think this will be the first time in the history of the National Hockey League that Gary Bettman does not get booed? One hundred percent. And you know what I was thinking about at the draft this summer? Yes, because we'll be there. Yes. and so will a bunch of our diehards. We should cheer. So when Gary Bettman walks up to the podium at the draft to introduce, booing? yeah, everyone's booing. I want to hear, I know it might get drowned out, but I want to hear yes. the little contingent of Coyotes fans Thousand percent. cheering. I don't know what, if we have to bring in like the Vuvuzela things the, from oh, like the World yes. Cup. Whatever's going to make noise. I want Gary to know yes. that the Coyotes fans are there. Are supporting you. Supporting. I'm brilliant. I'm uh, 100% on board. So the, the, the 15 of us that are there, or maybe 20, will... I don't know if we'll drown out, but we'll do our best. We will. We will do our best. That's what we always do as Coyotes fans. We're not over by then. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't say that out Did I say that out loud? Oh, yo, yo. Okay, a couple other notes um, from the press conference. Um, and this is one that Craig has been talking about for a long time. The uh, An exhibition game in Mexico City. Um, 
this is something that Javier Gutierrez has expressed yep. interest in. Even when we asked him about Australia, he even said, like, we would love one yep. in Mexico City. Obviously, um, the Coyotes would be super interested with Latino ownership and, and CEO. Um, and obviously, maybe, you know, L.A., Dallas. There's d- definitely teams interested in this. And I'm actually glad somebody asked Gary Bettman about this. But it's not necessarily the best news ever. Here's what Gary Bettman had to say about an exhibition game in Mexico. We actually have uh, clubs in the Southern Tier interested, uh, and we've done some exploratory research, particularly as it relates to facilities. Uh, And I don't think it's something in the very short term that we're contemplating because of the logistical hurdles. I just think it's funny that there's more logistical hurdles to go to Mexico, like the neighboring yeah. country than Australia? than Australia, which is like a 16 hour flight away. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I don't know. Kind of a bummer. Obviously not the top of our priority list right now, but I do think it is important. I wonder to if it's see. infrastructure, though. Do they yeah. have hockey rinks in Australia? I, I in, Oh, yeah, there's hockey well, teams there. There's not a whole lot of hockey in Mexico City. Maybe not, but but that's why I think it's so important for the NHL to go because then Agreed. a kid can see it and be like, I want to try this. And then we might have our first yes. Mexican-born, and correct me if I'm wrong, first Mexican-born NHL Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to stand by that statement, but I know, um, yeah, like Mon- Montoya, yeah. Al Montoya was Cuban, yeah. the goalie. Yeah, so anyway. And Austin Matthews' mother is Mexican. Yeah, I mean, he, he has Mexican descent, but yes. anyway, um, but a little happens. bit of a bummer, but... And it, at least it's on their radar. It's something they've looked into. And 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 Javier's talked over and over about to the Latin community getting involved in the Coyotes here. But boy, what a what a step forward that would be to be able to play in Mexico City. It'd be amazing. It'd be great. It'd be amazing. So let's keep pushing for it. Couple other notes um, that adjacently impact the Coyotes: um, the Diamond Sports Group, Bally. Obviously, we talked about. Um, them going bankrupt and what this means for watching Coyotes games yeah. um, next season, and. Gary Bettman was asked about this and they said they're monitoring the situation and they're looking at options moving forward and they're prepared to act, Um, which again, the NHL is not going to be sitting on their hands with this. Bill Daly, you know, echoed and said the most important thing is that our fans get to watch their team play. Um, To me, it was just like a nice reminder that even if something like it goes terribly wrong with Bally, there's going to be a way to watch. Yeah. And I think that was the underlying message of that whole Q&A was you'll still be able to watch hockey. Yeah. We don't know how, we don't know where or what, or what it's going to look like, but don't worry, you're going to be able to watch your team. So that was encouraging. And I think that landscape is ever changing right now. I don't think, I don't think anybody knows what direction that's yeah. going. And we're seeing baseball testing the waters right now on what they can do to, with these contracts. And I, I don't know where the Coyotes are going to be with, with Bally sports by the fall. I don't know. And I don't think anybody does, but reassurance again, see, this is a good episode for Coyotes fans. Reassurance again, You'll be able to watch your team. Yep. Um, other notes, the World Cup of Hockey. Speaking of international play. Wow. Um, they mentioned it's still a priority. There, obviously, there's new NHLPA leadership, so they're starting those new discussions. But it does sound like it's a priority. You know, we talked a little bit about the IIHF World Championship, but maybe it's not the, the best of the best. It's not best on best. The World Cup of Hockey we saw one time would love to see it again. Um, but again, it just goes back to the importance of growing the game internationally. It's hard, though. And, and one of the biggest hurdles they're having right now is the ongoing war with Russia and the Ukraine. Yeah. Because you want to have the Russian players participate. If you're going to have best on best, you need Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. And you need, you know, Shosturkin and Bobrovsky. You need the, you need the Russians uh-huh. playing. So I, I think the one difference, and, and I think you'll see if and when this does finally come to fruition. It was 2016 since the last time that there was a World Cup of Hockey. And you had those two gimmick teams, you know, Team North America and Team Europe. I don't think you'll have that again because I think there's so many more. Like Latvia, look what they did yeah. at the World Championships. And Germany, you had so many more teams that were able to do things on the international stage that I don't think you're going to see those combined teams. I think you will see more um, countries having their team representative. I, I What I'd really like to see is like a play in for those last two spots and they have a European championship for like a tournament weekend or something to get those last. Yeah, two that would in. be cool. So be awesome. I, I, I'm all about best on best. And yeah. I, I know where I just, can I say I just did, I joked a little bit about the world championship. Um, I want to see a best on best and it has been a long time yeah. since we've seen best on best. Yeah, it really, really has. Um, another note, the salary cap um, was, they were asked about the salary cap. It's still expected to go up the 1 million that we've expected. So about it, your salary. 
Leah Merrill's salary closes the gap. Um, There's still escrow, he said. Just again, it's just the impact of COVID going all the way till now. Um, But then he said, we can probably expect to see an increase in the following season. Coyotes, right now, they're more of a cap floor team than a cap ceiling team, but could impact um, how things operate down the road. But I think one of the things, and this might have flown under the radar for a lot of people, but he said about just the league in general we're growing and we've never been stronger and he said they're approaching six billion dollars in hockey related revenue do you remember last summer when it was announced that the coyotes were playing at mullet and everyone was thinking this is going to affect yeah. the league, league so much league revenue yep. so much and obviously there's so many intricacies yes. and and things about the the players union and stuff that i don't fully understand but clearly playing a season and two or three more in mullet isn't having this the league didn't collapse the league did not collapse because of it oh i thought the financial collapse would have started by now six billion dollars in revenue this the league is doing well the league is healthy and to your point of adding a million dollars to the cap but they're still feeling the repercussions from COVID. yeah and we're talking about a year and a half or more that the that hockey was affected by this to them to dig out this quickly and be where they're at financially right now, I think is is a huge testament what this league has done. And it's its stars have never been better. And Gary said that too, that it's never been faster, more skilled than it is right now. And I agree with that a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I think this the, the league is starting to do better at marketing their stars. We'll see the salary cap go up just in time for the Coyotes to be competitive. Exactly. Perfect. Literally, all, if all things go well, it could be perfect, Petey. Um, I just want to answer Brian's question about the Coyotes moving into the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, um, if that was a possibility. They did look into that last year when they were looking at temporary options. Um, the renovation was going to be too expensive and there were no suites, so no luxury suites. So they decided that was not the best avenue. So it's very unlikely. Yeah, for a long-term solution, the answer is no. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... It it was Wade there versus ASU and 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 Mullet was the clear winner. I, we liked the location. We yeah, thought there were a lot great. of good things, but the reality is there isn't a, an active ice plant there. And if you really really wanted to move to te- that team to that part of downtown Phoenix, you'd have to tear it down and start over. Yeah, and which it's a great I, spot. And I, this location, but also great. the county fair is there. Yeah, and so it, for it's, like a couple of weeks. It's not going to happen. They could just start the season on the road every year and make it a tradition. Sure. Yeah, so I, I don't think that's going to be a viable location as far as Footprint Center. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I, ho- I hope we have some kind of clarification from the Coyotes. And I know we were hoping, oh, they'll tell us in the next few days. Well, I, I don't anticipate that these things take an incredible amount of time. It took a year and a half to get the Tempe thing ironed out. That's going to take them more than two weeks to get the next one ironed out. So I, I hope we have some kind of clarification before they drop the puck in October. Um, but I don't think anything imminent is happening. Yep. But there's something imminent. It's our trip to Nashville. Oh, buddy. And guess what? Three what? weeks from today, we'll be there. Is that true? Yeah. Three weeks. Um, we Our flight, because our flight's at 530 in the morning, so we'll already be there. I know, there. so I'll be there. It'll be <laughs> just in time for lunch for me. Good afternoon. What time you get to get up for a 530 flight? That's early. Yeah, that's like three. That's that's a little, that's even early for you. Yeah, that's early for me. Um, But... Come with us. Yeah. It's not too late. It's really it's not, not too, late. too late. You can grab your tickets. Go phnx.com slash events. Yes. We're going on an all-you-can-drink pontoon boat. On a boat. We're going yeah. to a winery. We're going to have live shows on location. We're going to have meetups. We're going to go out on Broadway. And we need to build the Coyotes group cheering for Gary Bettman yes. at the NHL draft. So come with us to Nashville. It is going to be a freaking blast. Rumor has it there's t-shirts. Rumor does have it. Okay. Um, and if you're a diehard, you get 20% off on events. So 20% off your tickets. Really? So if you're not a diehard yet and you're debating this trip. Be a diehard. Be a diehard and then save yourself some money Sold. buying tickets. Um, become a diehard today. Check out phnxlocker.com to grab your membership and receive exclusive content discounts on all events and merch and access to our Discord chats. Our Discord chats are always, yes. always popping. Can I mention one of our diehards? Yes, you can. CWP, Charles Woodhall Pike. Oh my God. The goat for freaking so yeah, you go MGM's the there was a an event last Friday it was a cornhole tournament and I unfortunately had to bow out and um, Charles Woodhall Pike CWP jumped in as an original gangster um, <laughs> diehard and jumped in to to team up with Leah and I don't know if you remember during the season where Leah nailed every single throw in the studio 
She's not as good. <laughs> she, in a non- she was a faker that day. Yeah, she's okay. in a non-controlled environment. I don't know if it's the sun or the wind. She was not money. Okay, so let me explain for a second. So when we threw that here, I was like ten feet from the from the board. Fair. Saul sets up. He's like, we're doing regulation distance. Ooh. None of us are professional cornhole players. So putting the things twenty-seven feet apart. First of all, my shoulder, he's coming in. Oh, no. No, he was going to I thought he was going to come in and talk shit. My shoulder was literally sore the next day. Um, But I will say, Charles and I, we had a really rough first outing. We we were shut out, let's just say. And every game we played, we got better Better? and better and better. Literally every game, we scored more points each game. So we really grew. It's like um, the Andre Tourigny. Exactly. So I think next month on the first Friday with the tournament, Which we might have to invite Charles to be a permanent member of our sure. team. Which, by the way, we changed the team name to Team Pack Therapy. Perfect. Um, we are ready to step up, but unfortunately, we are zero and four. Zero and four. You know what? It's starting somewhere. Maybe we we'll get a good draft pick for next year. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. Charles, thank you for jumping in. I I will it. say there were like random teams that obviously showed up to play later in the evening, and like let me tell you, when there's like people that just find cornhole tournaments yeah, and bring their they bring bags, their own bags with their and team then they show up and they're them. like warming up with the boards. And yeah. You're like, hey, Bill, like this board's gonna slide, and you're like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And, and they're they're like that board is crooked and it's not regulation. We're like, buddy, we're all, we're outside the bar. We're like, we're here to have fun, and you should see when you're when they're good at it. I actually got instructions. Shocking. Like the guy said, do this and do this and hold it like that and point here and do this. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how bad I sucked. But anyway, there's CWP. Thank you. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah, appreciate you. Thank you. Even though you started off 0 and 4, we still appreciate you. Well, CWP. it's okay. okay. I have I have a good mentality going into this week because we're getting. Was it on TV? No, it wasn't. They should televise that. You know where they would televise it? That's not the ad read I'm doing. Oh. But <laughs> oh, I read ahead. He tried so hard <laughs> to help. He tried so, so hard ready. to help. I was so ready for PD, my there's own a, There's a, a rundown that has the ad. I know, read. and I did it out of order. I and you home. know what the funny thing is, Petey never looks at the rundown, no, and the one time it. he does, he I screws up. All I'm right. sorry, I'm really hungry. Let's though. rewind. I'm really hungry. <laughs> I have a good mindset going into this week because we're getting spaghetti shack. Spaghetti shack. For lunch. You need to build up your carbohydrates after. After yeah. yeah, my spaghetti goodness, spaghetti shack. Spaghetti shack. Um, we love spaghetti shack. We do. They're maples, money, fire, and we're trying something new today. I won't we say are? what it is. Yeah, I'll tell you. Is after. it here? Well, I'm here. Today? It will. Yeah. I never get the food. I know. So I'm really excited, and too. we love Spaghetti Shack, not just because they're delicious, but it's a community-focused to-go pasta concept, and it was started in Tempe, so local business, love, um, five lifelong, friend, lifelong friends did that, Awesome. Um, and they are currently serving Tempe and Queen Creek, and hope to come to your neighborhood soon. Awesome. So check them out. All right, now we're going to go to the quick hitter section quick hitter of section. this show, um, news and notes, I guess. We'll first start with the Memorial Cup. Again, congrats to Jeremy Langlois and the Quebec Ramparts for defeating the Seattle Thunderbirds in a very decisive fashion. I was a little surprised that Seattle got shut out um, 5-0, I believe was the final score, like they did. So unfortunately, Dylan Gunther comes up short. Yeah, you know what, though? Not just him. Here's the one thing, and I I watched him play, I watched a little bit of this game. Dylan Gunther got the opportunity to play meaningful minutes at a meaningful time of year in a really important game, and that's great for his development. And he was a key part of the Seattle Thunderbird team from the moment he stepped on the ice when he left the Coyotes. Um, He was out for every important offensive draw. He was out... You know, power play, penalty kill. He he was a key piece of this Thunderbird team that ends up um, just coming up short in the Memorial Cup. So for his development, fantastic. Exactly what the Coyotes wanted him to get out of this moment was to do exactly what he did. Play meaningful minutes late in the year. Yeah. For Jeremy Lenoir, I mean, who knows? It, this team needs defensive depth. And, and I think it's time to explore some of these younger players and see where they're going to stack up. But I know he's a guy that that may not be ready to play in the NHL, but you you got a guy that maybe can get that, add some of that depth at the Roadrunners. And we're going to talk more as the summer progresses about what the depth chart's going to look like down in Tucson. Yeah. Um, so we, again, you're talking about guys playing meaningful minutes late in the year. So I think it's great for the, the long-term development for this Coyotes team. Absolutely. Um, speaking of defensive depth, they, the Coyotes did sign someone today. Yes. Um, a defenseman, 26-year-old Patrick, and I don't know how to say his last Coke. name. We're going to go Coke. Coke. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go Coke. Um, he's Czech. So he, Slovakian. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You know, it's at one point close. they were the same. They were, but point. they are not anymore. They Slovakian are. defenseman, um, 6'1", 190, um, just kind of 
adding to Yeah, he's a defensive kind of... defenseman. He's a left-hand shot, and we talked about them building their stable of defensemen. He's he's 26 years old, so he's a little bit older, but this is why Bill Armstrong and his scouting staff go to the World Championships. So Slovakia had a great outing in this year's tournament. Well, he played there for him. He was a, he was a stalwart defending defenseman, somebody that's been overlooked. He's played his whole career in Slovakia, and he hasn't been a part of, you know, he didn't get drafted. He didn't he didn't get come over to North America, although he did play a, a year um, for the Des Moines Buccaneers um, at one point in the USHL. But I think this is just their, I mean, when I say they, the, the organization trying to build that stable of defensemen, and, and it's an area that has lacked since they started losing players like Dyson Mayo last year and, and some of the guys that have been here for a mm-hmm. while. I, I think they need to rebuild that stable of defensemen, and I think this is a, a player that you're going to see in the American League. Yeah. Um, but you never know where someone develops. He's already 26 years old, so he's an older player, and, and you never and, say never with And especially with defensemen taking longer to develop, to develop, who knows? And who knows because we've seen players step up from Tucson, maybe just for a call-up, and then they end up in a permanent location. Yeah. So you never know. Especially with this team. Yeah, you, you especially just don't know. with so the Coyotes. look for Patrick Koch next year. And we'll talk more about him. As, I don't know if he'll come to development camp, which is only a month away. Right yeah, now. I know. Oh, my goodness, development camp's coming. Yeah, he also <laughs> played for Slovakia at the World Championship, and he led um, Team Slovakia in defenseman scoring. There you so. go. There you have it. Um, all right, moving down the list, um, there was a rumor on Twitter yesterday that you wanted to address about Shane Doe. Yeah, so we, we saw Shane Doe's picture and rumored that his name has been kicked around um, joining the Toronto Maple Leafs staff. Here's what I'll say about Shane Doan. Shane Doan was part of the management group for Hockey Canada that just won another gold medal at the World Championship. He has done that more than once. He has been a part of the management team at Hockey Canada for several years. Um, he's been a part of the management team here in Arizona. And to think that his name is not being mentioned somewhere would be a bigger surprise. Uh, he's a good hockey guy. He's loyal. And most importantly, he's a good person. And I've always talked about wanting to work with good people. Well, there are a lot of good people in hockey. And if you want to work with a good person, you want to work with Shane Doan. He's proven track record in his ability to manage and be involved with hockey. He's a smart guy. He's worked with the league, so he understands how the league works. He's built those relationships. So, of course, his name is going to come up when when jobs are open and available, especially with Toronto, with Brad Living and their, their history and their past. I hope, and we've heard it from Shane Doan's mouth sitting here, he's an Arizona guy. His family is here. Um, his son is going to continue to, to play here right now, either with Tucson or this organization. He's got his kids are here, and family's important to Shane. So do I think that this is imminent that he's going to leave? I, I really hope not. I, we're going to address it directly with Shane in the upcoming weeks. Um he likes being a part of this organization. He's a loyal person that put his entire career into the Coyotes organization. And I hope that it continues to do that here. Um, but you explore things. I mean, you, you, you've you got an end goal. You want to do something. Maybe he's exploring some other options. I hope that, that, that especially with all the arena things that are going on right now, and there's going to be political things coming up again, you sure would like to have the face uh, of Shane Doan out in front of the voters and in the communities because he is the face of this franchise and will continue to be so hopefully as this um, story continues to develop. Yep, and we will keep tabs yep. on. And we haven't heard from happens. him personally yet. I've reached no. out and as we've, mentioned on the show many many not many a great times. texter not a great text he did a few weeks ago text craig back within two minutes really? which i feel like was a huh. world record yeah that's for Shane that's a no yeah that yeah. doesn't happen remember when he called in he was trying to surprise keith yandel on our show yeah and he called, and called in after, after. yeah 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 that's so true. that's shane down so. um all right a couple other notes I'm I'm put, I'm giving the floor to you oh geez <laughs> so actually let's start with something positive so okay. the anaheim ducks are hiring a coach today um they are yep I, he, I literally this is and he's an american hockey league coach is it so we're getting oh. the coaching carousel um is, is getting a new member is getting a new member which i'm really excited about we were talking about the, the carousel and how greg, greg cronin. cronin oh, oh yeah that. the coaching carousel that. but we got a new member um so that's good news love love to see that um he has 36 years of prior coaching and player development experience and 12 years as an nhl assistant coach um and he was the head coach of the colorado eagles for five seasons so love that i do love that and we've talked here a lot about 
the coaching carousel, and I think it just gets rehashed. And I think one of the things that we've seen here, specifically in Arizona, with what Andre Turney has been able to do, we, we hear a lot of players, management, saying a lot of their, and I know it's hard to say success because they were six to last, but what they achieved last year was due to their coach. The guys played harder for the coach. They had players with career years last year because they believed in their coach. They had wins that they weren't supposed to get because they believed in their coach. And they had to give a guy that was outside of the carousel a chance to show what he could do. And that's Andre Turnier. He believed in relationships and building relationships and trust with his players. And that's Andre Turnier. Greg Cronin is a guy, again, He's he's got experience in college. He's coached at assistant and head coach in college. He's been an assistant in the National Hockey League, head coach in college again, but he's been involved at many different stages. Give him a chance. Get a new voice. So I'm really excited about what's going on in Anaheim that they're giving someone else uh, an opportunity to get on the coaching carousel. That's not what's happening in Columbus. No. So, do we have that picture? <laughs> yes. That, uh, of what, the, 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 so, hi, uh, for, for audio listeners, this is a picture of Mike Babcock from his last go around in the National Hockey League in 2019. Yes, that's four years ago with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it is not a pretty sight. Does that look like something you'd want to wake up and go to the rink and go, oh, yeah, I want to go work with this guy every day? So, here's my, here's my problem the coaching carousel. He got off the coaching carousel, right? Yep. He's off. We were done. We're done talking about Mike Babcock. We've talked about with him. There's been accusations of bullying to his players. We talked about the Mitch Marner instance, um, the Franzen instance in, in Detroit. How in the hell is this even a possibility of, yeah, let, let's try this again. Like, we, Mike Babcock has won a Stanley Cup. He's won gold medals. He has won. Uh, there is no no argument there. He's one of the most successful coaches in the history of the National Hockey League, and I cannot argue against that. It is 100% true. He goes to Toronto with unlimited resources, has every player that he wants. He put his own staff in place. He did everything possible in Toronto. How'd they do? Not good. Not good. So not only did they not do good, players hated playing for him. And you go back, and I know players that play for him recently that are still in the league will not say something bad about a coach that's still in the league. I get that. But you need to find retired players or retired staff members and say, how was it working for Mike Babcock? Everything I said about Andre Tourigny and building relationships and building trust is not what you hear when you talk about Mike Babcock. You hear about ego. You talk about a difficult guy, a manipulator, um, all of those things behind the scenes that make it really tough to succeed. And I'm going to talk about a couple of players that you have in in Columbus. You got Patrick Liney and you've got Johnny Hockey. Johnny Hockey just left a Calgary Flames team that had Daryl Sutter as the coach that was known for similar ab- aggressive old school old school coach. Yeah. And who they've just removed, by the way. So they don't have any of these old school guys in the league anymore. John Tortorella goes into Philly, and he's maybe a little old school, too. They have a big blip in Philly at the beginning of the year. Oh, look, the Tortorella experiment's working. It's great. Guess what? They sucked at the end of the year, too. And do I think they're going to make the playoffs next year? No. I love John Tortorella. But the, the thought of being this kind of a coach... I, I just think that time has passed. And Mike Babcock has a history of being that type of coach where he is divisive, where he's difficult. And I think it's going to be difficult for players like Johnny Hockey and Patrick Liney, who have both been in situations where they were unhappy to perform at their best here. I, I wonder if their agents right now are calling up um, the management team there going, what in the hell are you doing? And, and they just went from a guy in Larson that was very well liked. He was an assistant coach there for a very long time to a guy that is publicly known to be difficult to play for. I don't understand how the Columbus Blue Jackets think this is a great idea. And I, here's my prediction. First of all, he's going to demand a ton of money. He's, he's literally still getting paid by Toronto. They're paying him more than $5 million a year to not Can coach. Can you imagine... Just to not getting coach. paid $5 million a year to not work. To not work. <laughs> and that, that contract expires at the end of June. So if you remember how long Sheldon Keefe has been there, they've also been paying Mike Babcock to not coach. So that shows you how well he's liked in Toronto. If you're going to pay a guy over $5 million to not coach, you, you don't think very highly of this guy. I think what's going to happen in Columbus... I think it's going to be similar to what you saw in, in Philadelphia with Tortorella. I think there will be a, a, a short blip. 
I think they will have limited success in their first 20 games. I think you will see them get some wins. I think you will see them saying the right things in the media. Oh, he's, he's great. He's bringing us some structure. He's bringing us some, some this and that. When the end of the season comes, they will be nowhere near the playoffs and players are going to be going, I want out. Is there a chance because they didn't hire him and now there's all this backlash. It's, it's they intend to hire him. Is there a chance that the outrage and possibly agents picking up the phone can prevent this from happening? I would be or surprised if it's too, too late. Gone? I would be surprised if it's not too late because if it's out publicly in the media right now, there there may well have been some kind of agreements drawn yeah. up at this point. I'd be surprised if they can get out of it. Here's what Mike Babcock's saying too. He's going into these meetings going, hey, I've learned, I've changed, I'm going to be different with the players. I understand I was I spent the last season coaching college kids. I've I've readjusted and I've recommitted myself and I will be different. It's hard to do that. It's hard to change what your core beliefs are and what you've done as a coach for your entire career. I would be surprised if he can change. And that that's I I'm absolutely stunned that his name is coming up when i saw it coming up with the rangers earlier yeah. this year i'm like what well, how, how yeah. is that going to work out with their large large voice of veteran players going that's not going to work well i just think the game of hockey has changed so much and listen i know people can can criticize me for what i'm saying and i don't know anything i tell you what i do know i've been inside nhl coaches rooms i'm not a member of the media i'm not a member of the press i can tell you when players have feelings about a coach, whether it's an assistant coach or a head coach, because I have been there and I have seen it. And it changes the way guys play, the way they are committed to on and off, off ice activities and the way they participate as a group. And you can get a short little blip of guys, us against him. We're going to ban up and we're, uh, we're going to do it be, in spite of that coach, not because of him. So you can get that little blip. I just don't think this is a long-term solution for a team that's trying to move forward with young players and trying to develop a culture. I am just stunned that we're talking about Mike Babcock again. So send all the hate to S. Peters Hockey on Twitter because if you believe that I'm wrong, I guess we'll see. Only time will tell because I don't think that kind of coach can succeed in the National Hockey League anymore. And you can go right to the Stanley Cup Finals right now. And when you talk about Maurice and Cassidy and what they've been able to do with their teams and the way they motivate and bring teams together and do it as a group, I don't think that's what's happening in Columbus. And I'll say it lastly, what's happened here in Arizona with Andre Turnier getting a chance to coach out of juniors, win a gold medal at the World Championships. He has his players putting everything on the line every single day when they're outmanned, outmatched, outskilled, and still able to find a way to win because they believe in what that coach is selling. I don't think that's what's going to happen in Columbus. Thank you. Wow. What a what a rant. Love it. Um, okay. I don't want to talk about game two tonight because if you want to hear about PD's thoughts on game two, you can tune oh, in wow. to PHNX Bets Daily at noon. But very, very, very quickly, just your thoughts on game one. Um, it, I think everything we thought was going to happen in game one happened. I don't think Florida, I think nine days off for Florida was too long. Yeah. I think that first period, that, both teams yeah. were like. It was very tentative that Whoa. first period. Like, yeah. I think they were aware they were in the Stanley Cup final and they were like, well, I don't want to. It wasn't a hockey game until halfway through the second. Then it became they're just playing. Yeah. I think uh, Florida tried to supplant their regular quick pace with physicality. And I think that got them in trouble. I think they were in the box too much. I think they were too concerned with stuff away from the whistle. And I think that got them in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I think Bob Rofsky will be. I, he was good. And he made some great saves. I yeah. think he will get sharper as this series goes on. Um, I think we have yet to see Florida's best hockey. So this series, even though the score is a little more lopsided in Vegas's favor, I think this series is absolutely going to tighten up as it goes along. I think we're in for a good one. Can I, I say one more thing about yeah. game one? Can we talk about Aiden Hill's save? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I will I will defer to you. You can talk first about the save if you want to talk about the save. No, you can talk about the save. So all you hear on Twitter, and I, first of all, Aiden Hill, we know here because we've seen him here. He's a competitor. Competes, 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 right? But... If I hear what might be the best save of the year, greatest save ever, love, I don't. I want to get back to goaltending people and ask what they think about that save. I, re, I, re, I really do because to me, all the it wasn't a great save. Well, first of all, he's incredibly lucky, and all he showed there was his comp, comp, competitive nature. He didn't give up on the puck, and kudos to Aiden Hill for not giving up and continuing to compete. The reality is, 
Nick Cousins should have freaking scored. Like, shoot the puck. And nobody would have been talking about what a great save. You know what they would have said? Where the hell is Aiden Hill going yeah. on that one? He is so far out of position. He's three feet outside the blue. He overplayed the original pass. Where is he going? It's an easy tap in for Cousins. And we wouldn't be talking about best save in history because it wasn't. Cousins got to put that in, period. Shoot the puck. He shoots it anywhere. It's in. It's not a great save. He overplayed the original play. He was out of position, just like he was in the first goal by Stahl. He overplayed it because of his nerves and jitters in game one of a Stanley Cup playoffs. He overplays it and gives up the wraparound. So... Aiden Hill, great for not giving up on the play. Yep. Showed your athleticism, your grace, and your competitive nature. So kudos to you. But from a goalie perspective, almost he identical was out of position. to the Braden Holby save in 2018, which was crazy. Yes. Um, so keep going, Aiden Hill. We're rooting for you. I just had to say that. Brady, how about the Yotes being the goaltender factory two years in a row? Oh. We have a former Yotes tendy in the finals. That is true. Um, Darcy Kemper and now Aiden Hill. You know Caleb Betty said? Yeah. <laughs> Is your wife? Oh my God! Is your wife the greatest catch ever? Did you just get lucky? Can it be both? It can be both. There you go. So thanks, Caleb, for bringing me back yes. down. Aiden Hill's best save ever, and it was a little lucky. And thanks, Brian Quenville has requested a meeting with Gary Bettman, and Gary Bettman said they will meet after the playoffs. Yes, he so, said that in that press conference yeah. too. So he he said he's not going in with any preconceived notions. He wants to see what Quenville has to say. Yep. But at this point, he is still not eligible for reinstatement yep. as of today. Yep. Um, all right. Oh, gosh, it's almost at the I know. We're going to get to bets. Okay. Um, well, the playoffs are almost over in the NBA and the NHL, which means we're in full effect baseball season. Yes. And the D-backs have been a wagon. Wagon. Um, they've been amazing. And if you haven't been to a D-backs game yet this season, check it out because we got a lot of D-backs um, events and takeovers going on. And this one, the last weekend, they were out at Chase Field at the Four Peaks Draft Room. Four Peaks has a location inside Chase Field and it's unbelievable, an amazing location in the outfield. Um, What's better than Four Peaks? In literally nothing. Literally um, nothing. They sell the tall boy wow cans and then they also wow have at baseball is and they have the fit. they have kilt lifter tall boys and they have a hazy on tap just at chase field um so check it out check out a d-backs game and grab yourself some four peaks and you can check out at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery must be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please drink responsibly if you can't make it out to a game they're on literally every day um and if you're wondering where the heck do i watch the d-backs play i don't have bally how do I get this? Bally is on Fubo TV. Um, so you can check out Fubo TV, stream 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news, a thousand hours of cl cloud DVR, and no extra charge. Um, and you can start watching immediately on any device that you own. So watch the D backs on Bally with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right. Anything else? No, I didn't know Pack we were running right into bets. So I get to sit right here then. Yeah, you don't have to move. Cool. Exciting for you. That's so perfect. yeah, stay tuned, everybody. Don't leave the PHNX Boards YouTube channel. Um, tune in to Bets at Noon to watch PD give out his picks for game two tonight. Um, but in the meantime, please hit the like button on this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts as well. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review. You can follow us on twitter at s peters hockey at leah merrill follow craig's adventures at craig s morgan you can follow jacob at jacob underscore franklin four um and you can follow the show on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes we're back tomorrow at 11 a.m with brendan perlini former arizona coyote we're going to talk some nhl scouting combine from a player's point of view what that's awesome. like going through and just catch up with brendan so really looking forward to that so stay tuned tomorrow at 11 we're here at 11 every day monday through friday um and yeah, we appreciate you all for watching. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, everybody. And we will see you tomorrow.